It's Red Eye Radio. Gary McNamara and Eric Harley talk about everything from politics to social issues and news of the day. Whether you're up late or you're just starting your day, welcome to the show from the Uniden America Studios. This is Red Eye Radio. All across America and around the world, we are Red Eye Radio. He is Eric Harley and I'm Gary McNamara. Coming up on uh, the show, hmm, Hunter Biden received $250,000 wires originating in Beijing with the beneficiary address listed as Joe Biden's address. Oh, ooh, we'll get to uh, that. Also, Hunter Biden's lawsuit against Rudy Giuliani and more, (laughs) which basically verifies that it's his laptop. (laughs) Well, no, no, that everything on the laptop is legit. But he's not admitting that it's his laptop. What he's what he's saying is they hacked all the accurate information off of it, even though there's no evidence of hacking. Well, the claim That's has the to point. be based in something. Primarily, he's going to have to establish that it was his. Right? No, he's establishing, and this is that. I think it was Andrew McCarthy said the absurdity of it. He is trying to establish that they hacked into his computer. He's ignoring, you know, the he's. He's even saying Isaac hacked into it without admitting that he brought the laptop, you know, to the computer store. But Isaac and Giuliani and everybody actually hacked into his computer. But there's no basis for the claim without claiming ownership. No, no. He claims ownership of the information, Mm -hmm. but not that he brought it to the computer store where then he left it there. And the contract said, we can go through it if you leave it here. Mm -hmm. And he's and as McCarthy wrote, you can't win that. <laughs> well, you no, just, you no. just can't win it. So well, no, the, because the idea has to be the or the attempt is throw out all the evidence. Because his lawyers, they're still going back and forth. Yeah, that would be the thing. Well, Since it was illegally hacked, you throw out all the evidence, and therefore there is no yeah, case. And then not, n- right. there is no basis for the case. Right, that's not going to happen. Well, it's not going to happen, and it's also not going to stop impeachment. Well, the thing is, as he McCarthy even said, he goes, "This opens discovery for everybody else." Yeah, why? You would know, you so, want that? so it's like, are you, you, you know, and I'm thinking, okay, you're doing it for public relations. Then when it gets to a particular point, you just drop it all. Yeah. Well, the but absurdity, and how many times have we done this with his lawyers? Basically saying, "Well, you you can't do that. That's an intrusion of privacy. Whose privacy? It's not my laptop." Yeah. Well, whose privacy? You're hacking. And that's why there's an unknown yeah. person's laptop. You got to claim ownership. Well, first. no, you're hacking the laptop, but he didn't. But you're hacking the the you're hacking the information, but not necessarily the laptop that mm. was at the store, which is the, the only lap- way you can <laughs> hack it. And you have to claim ownership first. <laughs> Let's go back again to square one. It's basically Hunter admitting, yeah, that's my laptop. And, uh, yeah, that all that information's there. Yeah. That's, uh, uh, so we, we we will get to that. Uh, great email we got on the, uh, the whole Trump uh, fraud case that we'll read because it actually adds one more thing to what we had said uh, before the absurdity of the of 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 the case so far Mm -hmm. and the number of questions that we uh the we have last hour we uh uh, got talking about the uaw strike and joe biden uh was on the picket line for a few minutes uh and then sean fain was uh, interviewed on cnn yesterday and said it was a good thing that joe biden was there also said he doesn't want to hear from trump 
and uh, said there's still a lot of be work to done. These, these are all quotes here. This uh, EV transition, it's important, and we believe in a green economy, but it's got to be a just transition. Mm-hmm. So we want these, as we move forward in this transition, we want these jobs to have our standards in them. It cannot be a race to the bottom, and that's what the companies are trying to push. They're all for taking all of our tax dollars, helping finances transition. But when it comes to taking care of the workers, the company keeps trying to take us backwards. That's unacceptable. There's still uh, work to do. Uh, Blitzer brought up uh, Trump criticizing Biden's EV policies and says, is a former president right? Does the push for electric vehicles uh, here in the United States hurt your union? Fane answered, quote, it doesn't if it's a just transition and that's what we're fighting for now. That's where the lie comes in. Yeah. And that's a lie from Fane. Yep. The just transition of subsidizing workers is not going to help your union long term. It may help the subsidies, but the fact is, and, and by the way, don't approach us in saying, but the companies are getting subsidies. They shouldn't be getting subsidies. The entire business model is flawed because it's government central planners who decided we want the public to buy this product that the public hasn't asked for in the marketplace, that the public can't afford, that is raising the cost of gas and diesel vehicles to help subsidize it. And even with all the subsidies and the increase in cost in gas and diesel to also help subsidize the cost of electric vehicles, they're still losing massive amounts of money. That has never succeeded in the history of the world as a way to make an economy grow. No. Ever. No. Or a industry grow. And so when we called, you know, said Sean Fain is lying, we got somebody who knows him in the UAW, said he knows him personally, and he was quite offended by that. And then we got into, you know, got to be quite heated. Luckily, I remained the calm and cool one. Yeah, I don't know where I lost it. Do I get one lie on my birthday? That's the, that's Why my not? gift to myself. I Why not? No, I I, I, I lost it because I just I'm I'm I just I can't I can't handle whether I've never been able to handle government lying and people losing their jobs. I don't like it when management lies and people lose their jobs. I don't like when unions and union leadership goes along with the government lie that's going to cause the destruction of. Th- those union jobs also as we've already seen happen it's it's watch it's like watching you know something fall it's like watching a, a crash that you know is going to happen and it's just the horror of watching it happen and we've yeah. seen it before and it's devastating every time and it will be again and now for a segment called Just Something I've Noticed, brought to you by our friends at Motel 6. Just Something I've Noticed. There's a lot more yawning these days. Have you noticed that? Yeah. And the bad thing about yawning, it's contagious. Now, I'm not a scientist, but I do know that's true. You see somebody else yawn, all of a sudden, you got to yawn. Do you know what helps to curtail the yawning? How about a great night's rest at Motel 6? Book online at motel6.com. Use the code CPREDEYE to get 15% off your stay at Motel 6 or Studio 6. With almost 1,500 locations across the country, there's almost always a Motel 6 or Studio 6 nearby. 
And truck parking is available at most locations. Enjoy a clean, comfortable room at a price you will love when you use the code CP Red Eye. That's the letters CP Red Eye, all one word, for 15% off your stay at Motel 6 and help curtail the yawning. That's just something I've noticed. Brought to you by Motel 6. The next time you're on Interstate 80, stop in and see the folks at the Iowa 80 Truck Stop at Exit 284 in Walcott, Iowa. They're always open and ready to serve you. Enjoy a sit-down meal at the Iowa 80 Kitchen or grab a bite from one of their nine quick-serve restaurants. You'll love their clean restrooms, huge gift store, beautiful convenience store, and, of course, the Super Truck Showroom stocked with plenty of chrome, lights, and more. While you're there... Don't forget to visit the Iowa 80 Trucking Museum next door. It's free. The entire team at the Iowa 80 is very excited to celebrate 60 years with you. They look forward to being your home away from home for another 60 years. Sending you a giant thank you from Iowa 80, the world's largest truck stop on I-80, exit 284 in Walcott, Iowa. Iowa 80. Let us go to Sean in Alabama. Uh, Sean, you're on Red Eye Radio. Welcome to the show. Hi. 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 Welcome. What's up? Uh, yeah, I'm a, I'm a UMWA worker. And uh, uh, before, uh, actually, I, I'm in Alabama now, but I, I, I'm actually from Kentucky. I worked in non-union mines. And now I'm working for an, a union man. Mm-hmm. And uh, the attitude I get from union workers is that they feel like the coal is uh, is needed. It has to happen. You have to have this. Mm-hmm. And that's not the case. If, if, if the company ain't making money, eventually you're not going to be making money. And I feel like maybe the auto workers, they might feel that way too. Uh, you know, they feel, well, everybody's got to have a vehicle. Well, if... The company ain't making money on these vehicles. Well, then eventually you're not going to be making money because they're not going to be making no vehicles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, that's what you I'm know, there, there may be vehicles being sold, but those vehicles will most likely be coming from outside the country. Well, and, yeah, and they, there, there may be a number of vehicles that always need to be, but it's what your market share is. And when you whether you can make a profit, because you can still be producing automobiles that people buy and go bankrupt. We know that oh, already. Yeah. yeah, we've seen it happen. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Thanks so much, Thanks, Sean. Sean. Uh, appreciate your your uh, your your call. Uh, let me see. Let us go to uh, Paul in Detroit. Paul, welcome. You're on Red Eye Radio. Hi, Paul. How you doing? Great show. Thanks. Great topic tonight. Thanks. Uh, I I would like to. Say, I agree with you wholeheartedly, but I'd like to say that I think the union should strike to end the mandate and help the company and help the union and they get the support of the American people. I mean, Biden's killing us. We can't, have, I'm driving around. I got two new vehicles and I'm, I just sold one of them and bought a 2006 because I'm, I can't afford the, the car payments, the higher interest payments, pay my electric bill. They're going to lose either way. He's not supporting the auto industry and you shouldn't apologize for being a little heated. I thought that was great. The guy couldn't hold his uh, end of the argument. And it was, you made it purely obvious to everyone that the guy couldn't couldn't hold his argument. 
So yeah, yeah. You need more there. You know how you I, always yeah, I, I, I know. I still, I still don't. I, yeah, I, I understand. I, and look, I understand. I mean, I'm not saying I was wrong. I just, I, I just don't like getting. I don't like getting that upset. To be honest with you, I and I'm, and, and it can be justified, but I still don't like it. Yeah. I'm too old. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you're older today. Yeah, I'm older today. It's my. Yeah. It's my. I didn't want to be yelling on my birthday today, and yeah. I would rather not explain it that way because somebody who listens the first time, if you're yelling and you're heated. They may they may turn off to the substance of your argument, and I know yeah. we had the substance of it, but that's actually oh, yeah, there's, you had the yeah there's there's I think it's more personal to me that I, I'm always afraid that if I'm if I'm yelling or screaming that I can be passionate, but if I get to the point of losing it, then people aren't paying attention to whether I have substance in the argument or not. That that's my that would be my fear, but I I think most people understood what we were saying. Yeah, it's uh, it's very clear. Yeah. Equation. Eric, Eric was able to come in in his common, rational way and make my points. Well, you woke uh, me up yelling, so what were you going to, you know, what was I going to do? Because <laughs> I had to get involved now. <laughs> you were already done for the day. You were like, I'm, yeah. I'm going to get out of here. What are you yelling about over there? Right. Got, what, what is going on? I'm trying to get some rest Why over here. Why are you people being so loud? You know, and, and uh, you know, he, uh, Paul uh, said, uh, you know, they need to go on strike to end the mandate. Well, they can't strike against the government. I mean. No, they, you're right, right. You know, yeah. the, the companies could take some union workers and go to Capitol Hill and, you know, do what they could do, uh, you know, by petitioning lawmakers or the administration. They could go to. The White House trying to, but it's it's not going to go anywhere. They're they're not going to be able to change the mandates. Well, we have to change politically who's in office. And I I look I've, I've been in unions. I understand the animosity that can that can grow between you know unions and even the membership and the company. Mm-hmm. I've been there. I've I've, yeah. I've felt that. Uh, but if there's one things one thing that unions and management could probably get together on, it's the survival of the company. Yeah. Right. I mean, so. that's it. You want the industry to survive. You want it to be profitable. The idea is for the union to share in those profits. Let's go to Will in Irving, Texas. Will, welcome. You're on Red Eye Radio. Hi, Will. Good morning, gentlemen. How you doing? Good. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> well, um, I got your, your number of 60000 per vehicle that Ford loses seemed off to me. I looked it up, and uh, according to the Communist News Network, um, Google, they're only losing 32000 per vehicle, which is still unacceptable. But uh, that Okay, the, the 60, that, uh, let, let's qualify. The 60000 was for the first quarter for Ford. That, ah, was, okay. that was for the first quarter of the year, so let's qualify it. The other figure, I think, is the full year or last year, the other 32,000 figure. So, yeah, we, we should have qualified it, but good. And thanks for fact-checking us. That's fine. Go ahead. And uh, another part is uh, what Tom doesn't seem to understand. See, I, I got uh, promoted in my company to assistant manager, and uh, I've been learning a lot from my manager a lot of that that I'm learning has to do with financing. And one of the key parts here 
is that uh, prophets in one division cannot translate over to cover losses in another division. It doesn't work. Business doesn't work that way. I think that some of it has to do with taxes. I'm not really sure. I haven't learned that much about it yet. But um, they can't really do that. So losing money in one division, something's got to change in that division, and that division goes away. Or the entire corporation goes away. Well, that's it. I mean, you know, they're, they're, it's, it, it comes down to profits and losses. I mean, that's the very basics of, of any successful business. And, and you are right. I mean, if it's not working, if they didn't have the mandate, would they keep it? That's the question. And the answer is no, they wouldn't. Uh, yep. And thanks. Well, we appreciate it. Uh, and, and without the government money going into it, if you looked at what the OEMs would charge based on what it costs to build each of those vehicles, even the wealthy individuals that are buying those vehicles, would they be buying them at the true cost? Very few would. Uh, just so you know, the figure that came from uh, the first quarter, uh, Ford uh, lost $58,333 for each uh, uh, electric uh, vehicle sold during that period. So if you average it out, that's from yeah. the street.com. All right. So there you go. Yeah. Make sure we got to that. 866-90-RED-EYE. This morning's USDA Farm Report is brought to you by Howes Products. Tested, trusted, guaranteed since 1920. Where might the rain be falling this week? USDA meteorologist Brad Rippey says there are three areas of the country to keep an eye on precipitation-wise. There is an extensive area of disorganized tropical moisture draped across the lower southeastern United States. Parked over that area this week, expecting to produce daily showers. We expect those showers to produce rainfall totals that could range anywhere from two to six inches over the next five days or so. Meanwhile, in the Pacific Northwest, we have a series of storm systems that will be moving ashore. They will primarily bank up against the Cascades. We will see some pretty widespread rainfall and even some high elevation snow starting to fall. Those systems will then appear along the northern Rockies and Plains by the weekend. Also, one to two inch rainfall total is certainly possible over the next three to four days in much of the eastern Corn Belt. I'm Rod Bain reporting for the U.S. Department of Agriculture in Washington, D.C. This report brought to you by Cenex Fuels and Loops. Get in touch with Red Eye Radio, toll free at 866-90-RED-EYE. It's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Carley, and I'm Gary McNamara. Thanks to the last caller, because when, when we give statistics, we should make it so they, they really can't be challenged. And when you use short time segments, that can change over a period of time, the losses mm-hmm. on electric vehicles. So I think this is actually better. And this actually comes from CNN. He had mentioned it. Losses are going up on Ford's electric vehicle business. Mm-hmm. As they make more, they're actually, the losses are, are more. But right. profit from its traditional internal combustion engine vehicles allowed it to beat 
Wall Street expectations. The company earned 72 cents a share in the second quarter on an adjusted basis, up from 68 cents a share and better than the 55 cents a share forecast by analysts. The company was able to beat estimates despite the fact that its losses before interest and taxes grew to $1.1 billion from its EV business, which the company called its Model E division, up from $722 million in the first quarter. Now, those losses are going to rise. Ford says it expects uh, to lose $4.5 billion for the full year of 2023, up from an earlier forecast of $3 billion for all of 2023. Mm. So there you go. And it says it uh, pushed back when it expects to start producing EVs at a 600,000 annual pace to sometime in 2024 rather than the end of 2023. Why? They can't sell them. Hmm. It said the, uh, they can't. I don't want to Joe Biden there. I don't want. They can't sell them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it, it said the pricing environment for EVs was one of the main reasons for the new loss estimates. Duh. We're not making this up. And for Tom, who said, well, we're talking about the present. That's the present. And when you say, well, other vehicles are selling, it doesn't matter. With it, It's about profits and losses as a company. Yeah. And as one of the previous callers just said, if something's not working, if a division's not working, you got to end it. Mm-hmm. EVs are not profitable. to listen again with our podcast available on our app and at redeyeradioshow.com and he's Eric Harley and I'm Gary McNamara well uh, this uh, story here this is going to be really interesting with the impeachment inquiry coming up Hunter Biden received wires that originated in Beijing for more than $250,000 from Chinese business partners during the summer of 2019, wires that listed the Delaware home of Joe Biden as the beneficiary address for the funds Fox News Digital has learned from a congressional committee. House Oversight Committee Chairman James Comer has been investigating the Biden family business dealings and President Biden's alleged involvement in those ventures. As part of the investigation, Comer subpoenaed financial records related to a specific bank account and received records of two wires originating from Beijing and linked to BHR Partners. BHR Partners is a joint venture between Hunter Biden's Rosemont Seneca and Chinese investment firm uh, Bohai Capital. Uh, The Partners is a Beijing-backed private equity firm controlled by the Bank of China Limited. Hunter Biden reportedly sat on the board of directors of the partners. The first wire transfer was sent to Hunter Biden on July 26, 2019, was for $10,000 from an individual named Ms. Wang Jin. There is a Min Wang Jing on the website for BHS Partners. It's unclear if the wire came from that Wang Jin. A second wire transfer sent to Hunter Biden 
uh, dated August 2nd, 2019, was for $250,000 from a Lai Zhang Jing, also known as Jonathan Lee, the CEO of BHH Partners, and Ms. Tang Ling. The committee is trying to identify Ling's role. The beneficiary for the wires is listed as Robert Hunter Biden with the address of uh, of 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 uh, President Biden uh, in Delaware. Comer and the House Oversight Committee have obtained bank records as part of the investigation. This is what they want. I don't know where they're leading here. What they you know they Fox News found out about this, and um, you know Comer has uh, subpoenaed it. Uh, it's interesting, you know, what they believe, you know, where this has come from. But it does show that money was transferred. Maybe it went to Hunter Biden. But when it starts getting addressed to the father's house, you know, that all of a sudden, as we know, brings concerns. And this is the kind of thing, though, that they're trying to get to with all of the bank accounts and all of the um, fake corporations. Mm-hmm. The shell corporations that were set up, that's what they hope to do to set up a money trail. But we don't have an indication as to what they believe that particular amount of money uh, was uh, was uh, was for. Hmm. So the wires were sent several months after then Vice President Joe Biden announced his 2020 presidential campaign. So and the point you're looking at there is you're getting money after you announced. And you were viewed at that point, because remember at that point, people were talking about the fact, you know, way back then, even back then, that, you know, a Republican may never be president again. Oh, yeah. Wow. And that was, you know, and so you look at that and you go, whoa. Well, again, from the beginning, we've said it's all about the flow of the money. And you start seeing, you know, more and more evidence. And it makes me wonder, because tomorrow they start the impeachment inquiry. And and the question will be, how much are we going to see? How much actual evidence are we going to see? There's no doubt there will be testimony. And and it could be very well could be that the inquiry ends up, you know, resulting in. Because if you get to a point of. uh, I don't know, I guess, criminal referrals. I don't know. Uh, but but ultimately, what you're trying to do is put on display for the American people exactly how this went down and the fact that this was about Joe Biden. And the flow of money will be interesting to watch. All right. James Carville might have a point. Oh, yeah. What do you say? Uh, he said Sunday uh, he was on with Bill Maher. That people need to wake the F up mm. when it comes to the 24, uh, 2024 election because President Joe Biden would lose to former President Donald Trump if the election were held this year. Carville noted, let's assume, now listen to the scenario here, let's assume the election was November 3rd of this year and the candidates are Joe Biden, the Democrat, Donald Trump, Republican, Joe Manchin and Larry Hogan, no labels, Hmm. and Cornell West, 
Trump would be the betting favorite. He would win. If I told you I would give you even money, you would not take that bet. All right. And so somebody better wake the blank up. You know, we keep forgetting that if they stay around as independents, no label. No labels has really said they're going to stay. That they're, that no label says they're, if it's Biden and it's Trump, they have, I mean, they may back out of it, but they have said if it's, you know, Biden and Trump, they're going to run a candidate. Well, and if Joe Manchin luck. runs, hmm. who's Joe Manchin going to take from? He isn't popular anywhere. <laughs> no, that's a good question. Uh, And how much could Corn- I think Joe Manchin only has the potential of taking from Joe Manchin? <laughs> oh, wait, wait, wait a minute. Hold it, hold it, hold it. What? He forgot one. What? Joe Biden, Donald Trump, Joe, uh, Joe Manchin, Larry Hogan, Cornell West, Cornell West, and Robert Kennedy Jr. Uh, in the Libertarian Party. Okay. The Libertarian Party would just go full crazy. <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's what's scaring them is they believe now there's going to be a third-party candidate or even the minor candidates because Biden is so bad will pull from him. That's well, that's where the I, I that's where the fear is. And, I, and, and, and there's <laughs> Okay. So you sit by and 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 watch it happen or you jump in and try and be the hero. But you're not going to win. If you're a third-party candidate, you're not going to win. So you're going to be the spoiler in one direction or the other. And if you spoil it for the Democrats, and you jump in and you hand the win to Donald Trump, the mob will go crazy. Bill Maher added, he cannot run for president. He'll look bad in the debates. It's too much. And he, I think, is going to lose. He'll be the Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Uh The Ruth Bader Ginsburg of the presidency. It's not a good look. Mm -hmm. (sighs) (laughs) Yeah. I, I don't. Look, it's not going to be. Uh. It's not going to be a huge stage. There's not going to be this. I mean, we're honestly, until Biden drops out, it's Trump versus Biden. That's your stage, right? The the thing you have to understand is that, as we've talked about before, if Biden if Biden does drop out, and the pressure I think is going to be amped up like crazy Mm. over the next couple of months to get him out, he's not going to improve. You know, you and I looking at this uh, here, uh, J.P. Morgan Chase CEO Jamie Dimon is warming that interest rates could go up quite a bit as policymakers face the prospects of elevated inflation and slow growth. I'm not sure if the world is prepared for 7%. Hmm. And so Jamie Dimon's talking about that. Gasoline prices uh, are uh, are going up. I don't know what the energy forecast for natural gas is this year for heating. No, but it's not going to be cheap. Yeah, I, I just, I just haven't seen the the, the forecast, uh, you know, uh, 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 you know, for that. So 
But if Biden drops out and Harris won't run, Democrats believe they can win. Democrats believe they can win. Democrats did believe they could win with Joe Biden. Now they believe they can win without Joe Biden Mm. and Kamala Harris. Right. That's what they believe. That's why it's been amped up lately. Yeah. Well, and look, and and remember, everything goes away. The impeachment goes away. All this goes away. Hunter Biden goes away. If he's out, all of it goes away of importance to Americans and all that is based on the issues which the Republicans are already behind on promoting day in and day out. Because here's the here's this has to be the big fear right now inside the Beltway for the Democrats. If we let the impeachment thing, the uh, impeachment inquiry go on and and all of a sudden this evidence comes to the surface. It's going to taint other members of the party who were around when it was going on. Because they knew about it. Now, Republicans will still try and use it. If Joe Biden were to announce tomorrow that he's dropping out and Kamala Harris said, I'm not going to run. And then Gavin Newsom said, hey, everybody. Then Republicans would still say, yeah, but they all knew, blah, 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 blah. But it wouldn't be anywhere near as effective against the party. As if. Uh, when Joe Biden, if Joe Biden stays in here's a and qu- this whole thing plays out. Here's a question. So Biden pulls out. Uh, October 15th. All right. Mm-hmm. Harris doesn't run. Mm-hmm. Does Gavin Newsom still do the debate in November with DeSantis? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because the fact that he agreed to it tells me he believes it's either a good seed to plant or whatever. But he believes, you know, he believes he's going to win the debate. He believes he's going to come out ahead on the ideas. And I think he would. Just wondering. Yeah, I didn't have it either way. I just just popped into my head. Now, here's the question. If that were all to happen ahead of that debate, would the Democratic Party go, Hey, no, no, you need to wait for official debates and and we're going to we want to be able to control this more as a party. And that's why the thought popped into my head. And I'm thinking as a political consultant, I'm like, why would you be debating with DeSantis when he might be able to get some good shots in you when we believe you could easily defeat Trump? Yeah. In a debate. Now, I I think because he would, you know, because he believes he's going to win anyway. You know, he believes he's going to on the on the debate stage he believes he's going to win but i think the party would say no no we don't you don't need to debate the guy that's in second place or maybe third by that time yeah there will be time for you on a debate stage right because now that they're out you you only you only do major league if all that plays out and he announces he's as good as the presumptive nominee in my opinion. Can the party force Biden out? I guess we'll see. Now, let me ask you this, because uh, there were there's now uh, people starting to make, you know, we, we saw the two hundred fifty thousand dollars. Now, mm-hmm. the money stuff is going to start coming out. Yeah, yeah. You saw you looked at me before and said, what was it? Sixteen Democrats now or twelve? Uh, yeah, I think I 
I don't senators. know the exact count, but yeah, this yeah, is, came out yeah. came out and said Menendez needs to re- re- resign. Yeah, even uh, his uh, uh, the other New Jersey senator Cory Booker and yeah. and Nancy Pelosi. Yesterday it was really ramped up. Step down. Something tells me that they know they they have a lot of friends at the DOJ. They probably know that this case against Menendez, or they believe the case against him. Is solid, and if they start talking bribery and people and people in the media start making comparisons as the money trail oh, yeah. starts coming out for oh, Biden, bad for is everybody. that also a bad thing? Oh yeah, eight six six ninety Red Eye. Get in touch with Red Eye Radio toll free at eight six six ninety Red Eye. It's Friday Radio. He's our calling. I'm Gary McNamara. I know, I know, I know. Debate day, but does it seem like it's like, eh? Yeah, is, I is don't it, really. I, part, honestly, in that part of the feeling, you get I, like, eh. it's it, it. Yeah. Well, I mean, you, every you start with, sorry, but a distant number two, yeah, at the top of the rung, at the top rung. I, and if Trump's not on that stage. What does it matter? Yeah, it's almost like man, if the okay. top guy's not there, the first one didn't matter for all the talk around it. It mattered. Why nope. does this one matter? Right. It, it's like well, the anticipation of where they're going to go in order to make an impression—it's not going to happen. Yawn. Sorry. Yeah. That's just how it is. This is Red Eye Radio on Westwood. Movies, TV shows, books, podcasts, and more. It's what women binge with Melissa Joan Hart and her friend Amanda Lee. We have Lauren Bosworth with us. The Hills. So what is like your number one question from fans? The primary question I still get asked was, what, is it real? (laughs) (laughs) In 2024, to me, is a surprising question to get because I feel like everybody has been through the reality TV gauntlet at this point. What Women Binge, wherever you listen. The Ed Milet Show showcases the greatest peak performers sharing their journey, knowledge, and thought leadership. This is one of the all-time best pieces of advice ever given on the show. Actor Rain Wilson. The number one thing that psychologists point to with young people of why they are struggling so much in this mental health epidemic is they don't have resilience. So how do you build resilience if you don't understand suffering itself? The Ed Milet Show is available on YouTube or wherever you listen. 